welcome to The Goofy Truth. I'm your host, Karina Lopez, and today we're going to be talking about the battle of the sexes. But in order for that to be fair, I brought on a few special guests. My name is Daniel Farias. My name is Alfredo Rojas. And my name is Kylie Valadez. So before we start, there's obviously a little technical difficulty coming from my end of the mic. So me and Kylie might sound a little far away and close. But um, we'll be talking loud. Um, just disregard that. Sorry. To start off, we're going to talk about how boys and girls grow up differently. And for us, like, we're all Latinos here. So I want to, like, start off and talk about machismo. And for those of you who don't know what machismo is, um, it's pretty much strong masculine pride. So I'll say, growing up in my household, just keep in mind, my parents were born in Venezuela and Chile. Uh, they moved to Texas and Oklahoma, United States, at a very young age. So they kind of grew up surrounding themselves with more adulthood American culture rather than Hispanic culture. So growing up, um... <laughs> <laughs> So growing up, um, they've always kind of taught me to be more, I guess, a dominant personality. And by that, I'm talking about, like, just making sure, like, I'm doing everything possible for myself that's going to end up improving my future, a better chance for me. And just, um, they were very strict. Growing up, they were very strict. I wasn't allowed to ever go out with friends or go do things that I I used to play soccer, so for practices and games, I wouldn't be allowed to do those unless I had all good grades, which in their mind was keeping all A's in school and just doing my homework and stuff like that on time. So besides that, you know, they, they were just super strict on me growing up, and it's okay played a big part in my life now. I feel like it's really helped out. Well, when I started growing a race from Mexico, and I was raised in Mexico too, so obviously it was in a very specific way like as Danny said yeah I was not allowed to like stay over at other people's houses you know let them sleep over you know let them and you know you have like the high expectations as the older brother in the household like my parents put you know like a certain degree of pressure you know just to be an example to follow and you know Danny, it seemed like you had more appreciation for machismo. Yeah, I mean, um, as much as, like, I wish some point, some points in my life they would have been, like, less strict about things, like, overall, like, looking back at it, it's, like, it really did play, like, a big degree in, like, help and getting to me, like, for who I am today and, like, my values of, like, hard work and making sure, like, I'm putting myself in the best position to, to like, succeed in my dreams and all. So I do believe, like, although it's tough as a kid because all you want to do is play and have fun and you don't really value, like, your future that much, like, now that I do, like, realize how big it is, like, I do appreciate them for putting that much pressure and, like, strictness on my life, making sure, like, I grow up with the right mindset, uh, at least in their eyes. I feel like the only complaint I've ever really seen from machismo, like, other than from a receiving end would be that it doesn't give y'all or allow y'all to express y'all's emotions. Um, yeah, that's very true. You know, like, growing up as a kid in that type of environment, you're not really, like, allowed to cry or anything like that, you know. Uh, you kind of have to suppress your emotions, which, as a young guy, you know, it can get to you. Uh, but I feel like the more you grow up, you learn how to, like, you know, develop. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Like, growing up, you weren't really allowed, at least in my family household, you weren't really allowed to show your emotions that much. Um, I mean, on my mother's side, she wasn't really so super machismo like that. So she wasn't really okay with it. Like, you could show, like, your vulnerable side of her, talk to her. Uh, she didn't really like guys, um, like, showing their emotions. In fact, like, she... 
through the van, like, and like Caleb's doing me, and like setting that that example. It's like it's okay for us to show them that you know we're all human. But on my dad's side, at least um, when I was around him, it was definitely more like specific and like and like you're not really allowed to show anything because he expects you to be more like uptight with your emotions, like and like holding it in in a way, like doing your thing yourself personally rather than in front of other people. This is why we brought it up because we know like how Hispanics make it a norm, and like you were saying, like girls and women, like they encourage it and they want you to show it because that's that's what they want. But guys just have like too much because they were like raised with it. They have too much pride to the point where they don't want to show it. Okay, so. Um, on the other end of machismo is marianismo, and do y'all know what that is? No? Okay. So, like, how machismo is the expectation for guys to be tough, for them to be pride riders and stuff. Marianismo is where the expectation, or is the expectation of the girls in the family to be the nurturers, to clean, to just do, take on what would normally be seen as those womanly duties in the household. And... A lot of, um, I guess not the pushback. I mean, it is the pushback. It's the pushback that goes in with both, but it's that expectation where it's only for girls. And then, so, I mean, and then there's also, with the counterpart with machismo, it's the expectation that emotions aren't for guys, that that, like, being able to, like, share what they're feeling isn't for guys. I feel like that's where you, like, draw the line between, like, guys and because one makes the income for the family and they do all the work and then the other is just supposed to be like stay at home mom taking care of the children so it kind of sounds like the general stereotype is kind of like always been kind of around i guess in a say like from past even to now you kind of still see it around like how do you guys feel about that about that stereotype i know like there's a lot of girls that like like now in college they're just like studying and stuff and they jokingly say like oh you know what like I want to be a stay-at-home mom like that's not too bad this and that I personally I was raised um, in a way where my parents always told me my dad especially never to depend on a guy for anything and to be independently wealthy and all of that so it's like talking about this it's like us just trying to like break that norm where we're not like educated and said don't be women at home, take care of the kids, maybe keep the husband. I feel like one of the things that I've also seen or like personally me, I don't I don't have anything hundred percent against it. Like I understand that that's the, just the traditional way that not only our parents have grown up, but it's also just the traditional part of the culture. But I've I was raised similarly. Like I my dad has always told me like you're never supposed to depend on someone. You need to be educated. You need to focus on your own future. He's never allowed me to talk about, oh, when I get married. That's never been something for me to talk about. It's only been when I get my job, I need to get educated. One thing I've seen on TikTok now is that, like, yes, we're making these jokes about stay-at-home wives, and, yeah, we are interested in it, but we want to be educated as well so that way we do have a backup and so we don't have to rely on it. So, I mean, I don't think that anyone actually – I don't think that it's a stereotype or a – norm that is 100% out right now or that we're just completely gone against. I think that it's still there, but we're just modifying it to where we can be our own individual person. Going back to talking about starting off with how we grow up differently, I'm going to say as a girl, I was not like allowed to date like that or even go out like that. I don't know. It's just like boys like, parents would be like, they would encourage it from a boy's side. They wouldn't be disappointed or anything. But if you were a girl and you popped out with a boyfriend, then they'd be really disappointed. And, uh, well, I grew up with a younger sister. So I've gotten to experience that from, you know, like a, a firsthand point of view, you know. And my parents would always be like really strict on it, you know, anything related to boys. So they're like, no, no. But, you know, growing up, like, your dad is always, as a guy, encouraging you to, like, Go out there. So. <laughs> that is just like nodding his head yes. 
<laughs> no, because I mean, like, even even what Alfredo was saying, saying, and like you guys too, it's like, yeah, it's like it's so true. Because I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know if this was <laughs> agreeing with Alfredo and what you guys were saying. It's like, kind of in a way, I don't know about Alfredo or like your guys' family, but at least for mine, it was kind of like a split decision in a way, like. Like Alfredo said, like my dad, he was like super encouraging of it. Um, he was always kind of like, like encouraging me to yeah go out there, go go meet new people. You know, he was also saying like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you're too young right now, so don't even worry about like girlfriend or boyfriend. Like, if that happens, then it happens. Like, don't go forcing yourself to go into that. But he was always approving, like, and encouraging me to like go out meet new people. But then when he when he come to my mom's side, she was like, she was a hard pass a hard hard pass like i had a brother and a sister so i kind of grew up like super close with them so always talking about like personal stuff like this so you know i've I've heard both sides of the story i'm the youngest one so like it kind of always both come to me because you know that's stereotypical oh younger siblings are the faves or whatever um but they would always kind of like come to me for that and i would always hear my sister over here complaining being like yo that's so unfair like why, why can't he have a, a girlfriend? Why can't he go do all these stuff? But like, I can't. And then on my brother's side, it's just over here being like, when are you going to start becoming like me? So it's like, yeah, it's like, I've heard like both sides. No, and then like tying into that, I think it's just like the big difference is that a girl can just get pregnant and that just, that's why they're so strict on it. Versus like a guy, that's one of, I feel like that's one of the main reasons why my parents never would let me date or wouldn't even let me like discuss it because my mom got pregnant pretty young and from there on it was like they raised us so strict or at least the girls and me and my sister we weren't allowed to date like they were shocked when she brought a guy home in college versus my brother had a girlfriend that he's bringing around the house his sophomore year of high school it's like it's completely different treatment and it's simply because of the fear that we could get knocked up and mess up our futures. Another way that parents treat you differently, especially as a girl, instead of like relationships, is going out. Going out, there's a lot of like restrictions because of like safety issues. So in our case, like we don't feel safe walking alone or at night because there's like a higher risk of something happening and I'm not saying that guys don't experience this I'm just saying we experience it a little bit more intense than guys who would usually yeah and again with my dad being strict it would be a large reason would be like well you know you don't know what's out there you could easily something could happen to you someone could take advantage of you and I don't like I don't know <laughs> um as like when I was little I didn't really, like, I've only ever been in one sleepover, and that was my cousins. But with friends, they would never let me go sleep over at someone else's house because of those exact, like, safety issues, whether the parents are always like, oh, they have a brother, you can't yeah, sleep Yeah, uh-huh, that in particular, or, like, the dad or something. I don't know. How, how is it with, like, you guys? I mean, even though my parents were pretty strict growing up, you know, they were always, like, you know, I would ask for permission, and I would get it, you know, it would be fine. But with my sister, on the other hand, uh, what Kelly was saying earlier, like, it was always like, is there a brother, is there a dad? If she said, yeah, it was enough, like, she was not allowed. So, yeah, I think it's it's obviously unfair, but, you know, they, they're just looking out for their safety, I guess. I feel like, for me, it kind of, like, breaks that, like, stereotype in a way, because even though I am a guy, like, my parents still, at least growing up, they would always be super strict on me going out late at night. So every time I went out, there would always be a very, very, like, strict deadline to when I could come back. But honestly, like, even if it wasn't even for my parents, like, I honestly don't even feel, like, that comfortable going out at night, especially, like, alone. When you're walking alone at night, um, I'm not saying I haven't done it before. But, like, when I do do it, I try staying, like, obviously in those, in those places, it's, like, where there's light people visible they can see you so yeah, like you're not alone 
I try my best not to do it because honestly, it does scare me sometimes. You know, just that that thought of like not knowing what could happen next, and like you're exposed to anything. I think something else that my parents were very big on was like, oh, well, nothing good happens at night, and so they were strict with my brother too. But the thing is, he's a guy. Like they taught him how to fight. He knows how to fight. And so my dad would always be like, you can't defend yourself. I mean, look at you. You can't, you can't even lift a dog. So you can't, you're not going to be able to do something if someone comes at you. So that was one of the, like, definitely one of the main differences in whether or not they would let me out or would let my brother out. This still has to do a lot with, like, in general from, like, boys versus girls. But we want to talk about the stages of talking to people. So to start off, I'm going to give you a list of, like, stages in a relationship or any of that and we want you like to list it in your order so you guys agree with this order then so this is the order that i wrote which is talking stage then maybe if it's not going well then that turns into a situationship and then after it's like the dating stage and then the real relationships so that's just the way i phrased it what what do you think kylie okay okay go go Okay, I think it should be situationship, then talking stage, then dating stage. To me, a talking stage has intentions that you want to date versus a situationship is just messy. It's just chaotic. Like You don't know where you're going. No one knows anything. If you look at all the things on social media, a situationship is full of confusion. And so that's why I think situationship goes first. And if that person decides that they have intentions, then it goes to a talking stage. And if the talking stage goes well, then you're going on dates, y'all are getting closer to it, and then it's a real relationship. Like, yeah. Once they ask and establish that. I was, I was about to say, because, like, looking, looking at the piece of paper, like, the way that that was ordered, it, it, like, without even thinking about it that fully, like, I would first put it, that like, put, put it like that, but before Kylie went, I was like, oh, like, wait a second. Like, situationships aren't, at least for me, like, I agree with you, it's like, they low-key should be, like, before talking stage. Because when, when you hear talking stage, it's like, I think talking stage is more personal journey towards a relationship. Rather than situationship, it's kind of like two two friends, like, best, like, benefits. Friends with benefits. So, yeah, but, like, just because that's happening, it's like, doesn't mean you, you actually like each other. But, like, with talking stages, like, you feel that, that connection there that you guys want to build. One thing on the, like, so there's the dating stage, and I know between, like, genera- generations, um, it's changed a bit, because when I was talking like, with my dad, like, for most people, dating is pretty much going out on dates and still getting to know each other. Like, you're not boyfriend or girlfriend yet. And then in our newer generation, they perceive it as dating means your boyfriend and girlfriend. What what do y'all think about that? Like, which one do y'all agree with? Well, I personally believe more on the first one, you know, because uh, it's not you're not in the actual relationship yet. Um, at least for me, it's like when you say dating stage, I personally think of it more as like you guys are already like a solidified relationship, like you guys are both girlfriend and boyfriend. Um, I don't really. Because when you hear dating and stuff, like, you think those two are girlfriend and boyfriend. It's not, you don't think of them as, like, oh, no, they're just talking. They're not official yet. I want to blame this on our generation because I feel like there's not enough guys that are just, like, they don't make it a norm to, like, take girls out on dates. And because of that, I feel like that's why the whole dating stage has been, like, altered because it's not like back then, like, a lot of people say, like, oh, chivalry's just dead. I mean, do y'all really think that, though? Okay, so to me, I'm sure it's not 100% dead. Like, it's not. There's going to be people who raise their kids differently. I don't think so. I think it has more to do with guys now see the idea of having more options. And so it, how they treat you and if they want to take you on dates, it depends on if they think you're worth it or not. And so it may not be, like, this dude may not he'll treat you like crap like he won't take you on dates you're just something he wants late at night but then the next girl is gonna get flowers she's gonna get asked on dates she's gonna be taken like 
all these places out to dinner, but that's because he found her work. And then I just, on top of that, I want to add that, like, I personally haven't been given the bare minimum, so I don't know what it's like to, like, receive, like, flowers just like that or, like, them actually, like, plan a date because I feel like all the effort really ever came from my side. And because of that, it's like our expectations are really low because we don't we don't know what to expect. Like our standards are high because our parents they taught us like like my dad like he he always like goes by like the sidewalk rule this and that and there's just those standards that we've never gotten so we just don't know. I think that another thing that has to do with that is like for sure our age obviously, but also. We're starting our relationships off on Snapchat. We're starting them <laughs> off through DM. So, yeah, these guys aren't, they're just going to ask you, hey, you want to hang out? And then you're hanging out. He's not asking you on a date. He's not putting in that effort yet. Well, I mean, like, adding on to that, I feel like most guys, at least at least in our generation, I don't know, like, I can't really speak for every guy. Cause, I mean, this is just me, but, like, I feel like at first, like, before actually asking the person on a date, you want to hang out with them. That way it's like you see if, oh, is there something here that you can actually build upon? Like, do y'all have things in common? Uh, do you guys feel like that connection that could be built upon? It's like, that's why I feel like most guys at least now ask, oh, like, do you want to hang out? It's like kind of like more of a thing to like get to know each other rather than being like, oh, like, let's go on a date right now. So it's like, I feel like that might be like too forward in a way. So then I think that's the perception difference in what a date is, is that we're thinking that, or it used to be thought of that a date is how you get to know each other. But now we're at the point where it's so much easier to just ask someone to hang out and FaceTime them all night and do all these things. And that's how you're getting to know them. And then it's like, okay, well, if I'm serious about this person, now I'll take her on a date. Well, before we move on, I just want to like put another input on like the chivalry. Honestly, at least for me, like, the reason why I asked that was because I wanted to see what you guys thought. Because for me, I honestly don't think it's dead. It's, I just feel like it's more of, like, the lack of, like, maturity from, from like, people. Rather than, like, it being completely dead. It's like, oh, like, it's hopeless. This is never going to come back. Like, you never see chivalry anymore from guys. Or, like, even, like, yeah. But, like, I just feel like it's a lack of maturity rather than, than it's being dead. Definitely agree because I think I don't know, like Kylie was saying, it's just it depends on the way you're raised and I think also like it also depends on like your age sometimes because you could be like our age, eighteen, nineteen, and they'll treat you like and give you the whole world versus like they can also just be very immature. So to go along with the age thing, me and Karina saw a TikTok and um it has to do with like exclusivity and putting a relationship and all like putting a title on relationships but also just how a guy settles down I guess while we're in college and it said that or the dude just was explaining to him that from what he claims is the guy's perspective is that they're not going to settle down in college at our age because they're in this mind y'all are in this mindset that y'all have to go um, obtain y'all's degree, y'all have to pursue your career, y'all have to have all of this set first before you can get into meeting your girl or, you know, having a wife and not so much having a wife, but having a long-term exclusive relationship. How do y'all agree with that? Do y'all um, disagree? He was like, <laughs> like pretty much in my like TikTok, he was just mentioning like how a guy wants to be able to provide, yeah, and be like stable enough to give the girl before relationship. And then I've and also himself. I've also seen the TikTok where it's like a guy is saying, "Oh, like this girl's amazing, she's perfect, but I'm not, I'm not a place where I can provide for her, so I I'm gonna have to keep going. Like I'm gonna have to pass this on or pass this up." Well, I personally disagree with that statement from the guy. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's like a age thing to, you know, find the right person and do things right. Um, uh, you definitely like, of course, you want to provide for 
person you're interested in. But uh, I don't think that's an excuse to, you know, just play with people's feelings or do stuff like that. I can, like, I can see both ways of his statement, to be honest, because, like, I mean, for different reasons. Like, I don't, I, I agree with Alfredo. I don't really see a reason for for them to use the excuse as, oh, I can't provide. Like, it would be nice to all the time, but I feel like using that excuse to, like, get out of a situation or, like, a potential relationship is kind of, like, it's not the right, the right move. Like, I can see some guys being, like, yeah, like, I need, I don't want to settle down right now. I need to solidify my future. I need to get my degree, whatever, before I go out and looking for, for a wife or a girlfriend. But then I can also see other people being like, I don't agree with that statement. Like, I need a, I need a like meet new people, and I'm fine with getting a, a girlfriend in college. But I I feel like that really all depends on just like how you're raised, and kind of like the views that your parents kind of like influence on you. I think that might again tie back to machismo, <laughs> like just with the idea of having to provide. But I don't know. I mean, me personally, like. I feel like if a guy came up to me saying that, I would just would be completely thrown off. I would just, I don't know if I, I wouldn't like to not believe him, but I'd just be like, that's weird. Like I would rather be there with you through that journey and build with you than simply say bye to you just because, and give up on something that could be good just because you don't think you're at that point yet when like I clearly want you for what you are now, you know? It's pretty much like saying that most, men don't I don't know why but most men don't want to put a title on it while like girls do so like they may not want to put a title but still expect exclusivity yeah what are y'all's opinions <laughs> honestly I feel like for most guys you can also you can tell me if you agree with me or not uh, it really all depends on like most guys perspective or mindset for it but I feel like a big reason why most guys don't put, like, titles but expect uh, exclusivity is kind of, like, I guess, like, an ego boost in a way. It's, like, yeah, they, they don't want to, like, it's kind of, like, tying back to the past topic where it's, like, most guys don't don't want to find a relationship or none of that until, like, after college or they just don't really care for having one. Yeah, they still want to go out and, like, and try new things. But... I feel like for most of them, it's like just that feeling that you're in a situationship, even though you haven't labeled it, and then you have one of the other partners go with someone else. It kind of like be like a like a confidence bring down in a way. So I feel like most guys like they don't want to put a label on it, just either because like they might be scared of it, of the title, the commitment you have to make, that pressure, or. It's like, yeah, they just could be, like, worried about, like, their confidence or ego going down. So, like, if you still expect exclusivity, I guess kind of going back to the stages, what stage does that start that you expect that? Is it the talking stage or is it the dating stage? For me personally, since the very beginning, of, if we both agree that it can lead into something bigger, I think that's from the point that it should be exclusive. Yeah, I, I would agree with Fredo there. Um, I believe if you really care and you, you see something, you both see something that's like it can lead to something better, like a bigger relationship, then I feel like exclusivity should come from the talking stage. I guess one more thing that I've seen about not wanting to put a title is that they're not wanting to fully make it into a relationship is that the guy's just not that into you. And, like, he's just keeping you around. Is that true? Or is that something that's, like, valid that you think other guys believe? Honestly, that's kind of a hard one. Because it's, like, you. it's kind of hard to talk for, like, a general population of yeah. people. Because everyone's different. Everyone has their own beliefs, their own values or whatever. Their own view on, like, social, on, like these things. But um, I can speak for myself. It's, like... For that, for that topic, like, personally, it's, like, for me, at least it has nothing to do with how into the person I am. Like, I feel like if you're not into that person, 
then what's the point of doing it? Like, why why hurt someone's feelings? Or, like, in general, like, what's the point of it? If you're not into them, what is it, what are you going to benefit from that? So, like, I don't, I don't really think I could talk for, like, the general population. One of our friends that were, he was just here a while ago, but he just left. Um, he was bringing up the fact that going back to, um, the whole age difference and, like, lack of maturity, this and that. Another reason could be, like, from coming into college is that they just, like, got broken up with and went through a heartbreak. And because of that, there's that, honestly, like, just lack of everything. Like, they have their guard up. And that's why it's, like, just so hard to be down with, like, new people and, general relationship yeah, I definitely don't think just because of a heartbreak or a past experience gives you the reason to you know play with somebody else's feelings or uh, lead them on in some sort of way uh, I agree that the like an official title brings like a lot of like commitment and like you know seriousness but at the same time like if you're not ready for it there's no point in you know leading on the other person how do you think they know that they're ready for it if, if they don't, like, get into it. I feel like it's just a matter of, like, meeting the other person enough and seeing how you guys connect. What do you guys think on, on this topic? Or, like, heartbreak? Like, yeah, the heartbreak, like, before coming into college. I'm with Fred, though. Like, I don't see a point in letting a past experience screw things up for you. Like, if there's someone in front of you who very much is into you and who you see potential with, go for it. Because Just because one girl screwed you over, just because one guy screwed you over, doesn't mean you need to write them all off. Like, yeah, it could end up horrible, but that's just one person closer to finding who you're meant to be with is my thing. I agree with, like, not, like, letting a heartbreak um, get in the way of uh, finding... Just, like, missing an opportunity. But at the same time, I feel like there's that, like, space where you just need to give yourself a break and just, like, take a break from, like, just meeting new people like that and, like, relationship-wise because it's also important that, like, in your head, you know, that you're ready for something after, like, such a huge heartbreak. I guess because no one wants someone who isn't coming healed like no one wants someone who's gonna bring baggage not that the person doesn't care enough to help you through things but it's just if you're still caught up over a girl like I guess I see like I mean I know I wouldn't want to like be with someone who is still secretly in love with their ex but I mean at the same time I feel like you wouldn't even be considering that if you're in that healing stage you wouldn't be considering this person and I think that if they're brought like upon you like they're just randomly came into your life and everything feels really right I don't think you should hold yourself back maybe give them that forewarning like hey like, I'm I'm like I'm over this person but you know the trauma still gets me and I may not 100% be so quick to trust or I may not 100% be so quick to just jump into everything like I would like to take it slow I feel like uh after something like a heartbreak you need to get to a stage where you're okay by being by yourself first before you get into a relationship. Um, I agree with, with you there, Alfredo, and also you, Kali, because I feel like you both kind of went back to the topic. It was like, um, it's all about like self-improvement after the relationship, kind of like making sure you're in like a stable place, you're mentally healthy, physically healthy, and like you're ready to like give your all again for a relationship that you see that could build into the future. For those of you who don't, know what the three-month rule is it's pretty much like these phases where you're talking to a person for three months and it's like you're getting to know each other deeper and then later on you're building deeper connections and then by the third month you get a clear idea of if it has potential or not meaning if like the guy like by the third month if the guy starts acting different then it's not really 
meant to last in a way. Or I've seen it too, where it's like after the third month, the guy starts not showing effort. Then it's like, okay, well now he's showing his true colors and he's tired of doing the pursuing work or he's tired of just like going all after this. Now he's just showing his true colors. He doesn't have to put on this front that he's, you know, super sweet or just that he's willing to work super hard for you. Yeah, because technically it's supposed to be where if the guy like really wants you, he's not going to like switch up after that third month. And I'm not saying that there aren't going to be days where it. Like, there's going to be days where it gets boring, but I feel like that's a relationship. Like, it's not always going to be like, whoa. What do y'all think about that? <laughs> well, I've heard a lot about the three-month rule. Uh, I personally don't believe in it, you know, because I don't think it should be, like, a specific time slot for your true feelings to show. I feel like it's up to how well you know your partner how well y'all have developed that connection and like how you how you guys really like get along. So I agree with Alfredo there. Honestly I don't I don't agree with the three month rule either. But like um to be honest, it's like I don't really think it's more about like a specific time range where the guy's gonna show his, his true colors. Cause I feel like in the beginning of a relationship or the beginning of a start with, with another partner, it's like, you should always just be yourself. So there's no need to, like, put up a front or change who you are just because you feel like, oh, maybe they'll like me better as this person rather than being myself. But also to tie into, like, when you were explaining it, you guys said um, after three months, they're, they're going to, like, stop pursuing and show their true colors. Well, I mean, for, like, most guys, at least, well, I can't say it for myself, but, like, for myself, at least, like, sometimes it gets tiring always being the one in the in the potential relationship, like, always pushing to do something, always, like, trying to find a reason to go see them or go hang out. Like, if you're the one that's constantly doing that, then I feel like, like, at some point, it's got to be, like, you got to show the effort from the other side, too. It gotta, it's got to be, like, equal. I, I totally get what you mean, but in the way that I feel like we're talking about, personally for me, I think like a relationship should be like 50-50, like we're both putting in the effort. So whenever like I'm talking about the three month rule, I'm not saying that, oh, like the girl's not going to be putting in the effort and everything. I'm saying like obviously both have to be equally showing that effort. And then it's just like girls just follow this rule because of like seeing if like they still feel the same after a certain amount time period but obviously like they're still gonna be like showing affection and everything sorry that half our sources are like ticked off on this but <laughs> another thing i've seen is that guys know right away like if they want you to be their girlfriend so, like they're gonna go through this or they're just gonna like if they're if they're doing they're gonna have that type of attention intention i personally don't believe in that because, you know, I feel like you need to first get to really know the person. Well, I'm talking about myself. I can't really talk for everybody. But at least for myself, I feel like I first need to, like, get to know the other person and, like, how will we connect in order to, like, actually pursue something. Like, a big difference in girls versus boys in, like, relationships are how they're praised. Like, guys are praised whenever they're talking to girls and... <laughs> and women are brought down. And what do you mean by that? I don't think it has specifically just to do with relationships either, though. That that's more of like hookup culture, low key. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, so whenever like you're getting to that topic of oh, this girl like, rosters, rosters, pretty much, and how many bodies they have or whatever. If a guy says they have a lot of bodies they'll be praised and then if a girl says the same thing they're it's, gonna be brought down and called sluts or something and know. then same thing applies for rosters if a guy has a roster of girls he's talking to hanging out with like oh like his homeboys are hyping him up and helping him pick which one and then <laughs> and then if a girl has <laughs> if a girl has a roster it's like oh well you know she's a hoe or you know, what's like, why is she doing all that? So, um, 
I've talked with Peter about this multiple times. So, I mean, I feel like we both already know each other's opinion on this. So, I'm, all I'm going to say is, like, Pedro, you can take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely believe that's the way society perceives it, you know, how they shame girls for that and other praise guys. I personally believe it shouldn't be praised in general. But, you know, it's up to the person, you know, how they feel, how uh, how they perceive, like, the whole hookup culture, relationship thing. But uh, I personally don't think it should be praised either way. You said either way. <laughs> and Danny, you feel the same way? He said it perfect. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> so he feels the same yeah, way. Yeah, I feel the same way because, like, it's, it's so true. And, like, and honestly, I never really thought about it until, like, I first heard that statement. And it genuinely is, like, a problem that does exist. And in this world, it's like playing, playing other people, playing with their feelings and all that. It's like, it's one thing. It's like, what's the point of it? Like, I get, yeah, everyone makes dumb mistakes. Everyone does stupid, stupid things sometimes. Um, but it's like what Fredo said. It's like it's it shouldn't be accepted from either way, from a guy's point of view or or a girl's point of view. It's like, okay. Hello, Karina's mom and dad. Hello, I'm the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Danny, this is your favorite topic coming up, which is the way we perceive things, especially in text. So we only really have like two things that we wrote down, but the first one is when a guy texts you saying, or just in general says, you can come if you want. That literally just means you don't want us there. Um, yeah, I feel like this is the big, like, misconception between guys and girls. Like, the way we each think, and, like, I guess you can say, like, the way we perceive it, it's, it's completely different. So, um, the text said, you can come if you want. Um, honestly, I don't think that's saying they don't want you there. It's more of, like, a question being, like, it's, like, seeing, do you really want to come? Like, do you guys really want to, do you guys really want to come or like, is, are you just doing this because I want you there? I mean, I don't think this is more like a gender thing. I think this is more like an individual thing, you know. Uh, some people are just bad at texting and that question can be like open for different type of interpretation, I guess. But I, per I personally don't think it's like a gender specific thing. Yeah, it just depends on the person. But I know, like, for a fact, most girls, and I'm not saying all girls, but most girls do take it as an insult, kind of. It just, it, it's, the, it's the if that, like, ruins it. Because when you're saying, you can come, I guess, would be, like, acceptable. But putting the if you want, it's like, well, a girl, what a girl wants to hear is that, like, they want you there. So adding the if you want is just. They pretty much want to hear, like, oh, like, come. like It makes it seem like a pity invite. Yeah. They want you, like, to say that they want you there. Instead of just being, like, oh, like, yeah, I feel like something that comes with being a guy is, like, a lot of ego sometimes. And, some, and most people don't want to come off as, you know, desperate or, like, needy. And, you know. And if you tell her, like, oh, yeah, I want you here, I want you to come, that may sound, that may be interpreted as, like, you know, more desperate. Don't let that, like, that ego thing, like, okay, this is a little off topic, but why do guys switch up with their guy friends when they have a girl around versus when it's just them? <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like the most, re like, I'll speak for myself. I, it's, the fact that you're like kind of like scared in a way like your boys like these are like your, your closest friends like these are the guys that you trust the most and all this it's like you're scared they're gonna judge you in a certain way um if you like act the way that you truly are compared to like being like, like if you're if you're soft you're caring or whatever that might not be the the like type of person that your that your friend group might like influence in a way so at least, uh, like, for my friend group back in Katy, 
Um, we're like all jokers, right? We make fun of each other. Um, but it's like it's all out of love, and we all know it's all out of love. So it's like the fact like that we're gonna be kind of like seen as like soft, caring, like in front of each other, is kind of like exposing ourselves to like like a bring down on our confidence. So I I guess it's just like this the fear of that happening to your friend group compared to like when you're alone with them. Adding to this like topic, what do you think about like defending your girl? Like if your friend group like says something out of pocket? Because I know there's like a mm-hmm. lot of guys that just let their friend group talk and talk about their girl, this and that, or like just make these like rude, bad comments and they just like are there off to the side. What do y'all think about that? I feel like if you truly care for her and she means something to you, you will stick up for her and defend her no matter like if it's your friends or if it's a stranger, family member, you will stick up for her. For me at least, I haven't really had this happen to me because at least in my friend group, we all know there's limits and boundaries to what you can joke about and what you can say. And whenever one of us is in a relationship with someone that we truly care about, it's always off limit to like disrespect your friends, girlfriend, because it's it's just it's not only disrespecting her; it's kind of disrespecting you, and like kind of like putting dirt on your relationship in a way. So, um, I never really experienced it, but like if I did, I would stick up for my girlfriend because I feel like it's not right. They know it's not right, and it's like it, it just should never happen. Going back to like the way we perceive things and sex, um, there's a huge difference, and I know so most guys don't care, but I know. Girls care a lot about the way you type something out in text. So it's like when you just like tell her okay as in like the O and the K versus okay like fully spelled out okay. And then K. A Y. And then K. <laughs> well, I feel like as a guy, well, speaking from personal experience, I don't I don't really think we put that much attention to that type of detail. Oh, deaf don't. Yeah, so that, I think that may come off as, like, you know, wrong for the girl sometimes. Um, yeah, if, I, can, I can see that too, agreeing with Fredo. It's like, at least personally, like, sometimes, man, like, I'm, I get lazy sometimes. Like, I just, I run out, of, I run out of energy. Like, so it's like, why would I type four letters when I can type it in one <laughs> in a way? I don't know. I feel like when we, Get that okay text is like oh, like oh yeah like just screw me I guess like whatever that's fine like that's I've had that reaction before because like why are you just saying okay to something when you could say something better you know but I feel like that also could be like an interest thing or like an effort thing yeah and then, and then there's like a lot of girls who just look into the way like the tone is shown in text so if you're like tone writing is, <laughs> tone is most definitely there in text attention if you're like writing in like lowercase and you're just not like over exaggerating and talk if you if it looks like you're not putting any energy into the text they'll pick that up mm-hmm. and even if you don't mean it in a rude way or anything they'll be like oh he hates me and then we don't all we also just don't know if it's uh oh well he's just a bad texter or oh he's literally not into me yeah that, that's what I, that's exactly what i was about to ask because like um, honestly, personally, like, sometimes, like, uh, like, I'll even admit it, like, I lack of, like, grabbing onto, like, sarcasm or, like, or, like, a specific tone over text, because it's different than in person. Like, in person, you can, you can see it, you can hear it in their voice, you can see their body language, but, like, over text, it's, like, you're staring at a screen full of, of messages, like, you can't really, you don't know, like, how they're reacting through the other side of the, of the phone, but, yeah, I was gonna ask, it was, like, do you guys think that's more of, like, being a bad text or, like, dry compared to, like, putting in effort to, like, make it, like, a more flowing conversation? I feel like I'm always going to perceive it as, well, he's being dry because he is not interested. Like, I'm not, I'm, like, yeah, he could, a person could just be dry, but I think it has a lot to do with, like, you, you would at least show some type of excitement. Like, and if you're dry and, like, you say, okay, and I leave you on open and then, you know, like, no one ever texts back again, 
then it's just like, okay, well, then you weren't interested. But I think also guys are different from girls. Well, not different. Like, I feel like both definitely want to see each other, but the guys aren't going to put a, like, a huge amount of effort in until they're with you. And they're going to be entirely different. Like, they're going to show that emotion a lot more versus over text. Yeah, it's going to be dry. Other than, like, what we just talked about, is there anything that you want to call us girls out on the way? Or, or in general, text. what you guys see in your point of view of the way we, like, text them? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, yes, there's this one big bit. And honestly, I don't think it's just for girls. I feel like it can it happens a lot to girls too. But why do you think when two people are interested in each other, what's the point of being super responsive and energetic in the conversation one day, then the next day being completely dry and just like ghosting? I feel like that may have to do with you might have done something. You said something and she peeped it and she's done. And she's so she switched up. But it could also just be like she could just also be messy trying to like be like, Oh, I don't wanna to seem too interested and I don't so I don't wanna seem desperate and so I'm gonna back up a little bit for him to show that interest back and see if he has a response. Or she could also be like going through shit and she mm-hmm. verbally doesn't wanna like text it, say it, um, and she just wants you, like, to kind of peep it and ask and see if you care enough. Freda, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Daniel. Question, how should a girl perceive guys being dry or not being the most energetic? Should we think that y'all aren't interested or should we just be like, maybe he just isn't a good texter? It It really does depend on the guy. Uh, if you know him before and you know how he is, and out of nowhere he's being like this, it's like a complete switch up. It's probably something, you know, some guy has something or he just lost interest, I guess. What if it's from the beginning? He's just like, like y'all met in person and over text he's not that great. Yeah, I feel like it's important to like talk it through. Because I feel like as a guy, if I was a bad texter, I think I'm decent at texting, but if I was a bad texter, I would let if my partner or like the girl I'm interested in Okay, well, I mean, we we all know how how I am when it comes to like texting and answering back quickly. Yeah, you do so bad. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, I do so much. I do, and I'll admit it. I do, but it's like, um, for me, honestly, it doesn't really define my interest in someone. It doesn't really like speak about how much I care about them, how like interested I am in them. It's more just the fact that like, I honestly just I. I very much dislike texting because I would much rather talk in person and truly get to know you face to face rather than doing it behind a digital screen. Like where it's like you really aren't like getting to know each other that much, to be honest. Like for me, at least it just, it holds much more value doing it face to face than doing it over screen. So um, for this part, we're all going to be bringing out some, memes tweets whatever we saw online and just be reading them out girl math is spending enough money to get free shipping because other ways you're losing money so like if it's 50 dollars plus shipping and you're only regularly gonna have a 30 dollars purchase you'll add a 20 dollars item just so you can get that free shipping because it's not worth paying the shipping but like wouldn't that wouldn't that just like <laughs> you're losing it? <laughs> no, but like, because shipping fee isn't really gonna be that much to be honest. Wouldn't it, I expect it to be less than twenty bucks if it's thirty? Like, but it could be free if you yeah. could get another item. <laughs> we just don't wanna. We'd rather get an extra item than yeah. pay the shipping fee. That's just it. <laughs> Girl math is eating one big meal a day and snacks throughout the day and counting that as three meals. I'm reconsidering if I'm really a guy now. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, was going to say all these are like matching you. Girl math is paying in cash means it's free. 
<laughs> that's fair. It's not coming out of my bank account. I don't see the money leaving. So, like, from all I know and care, like, it's not my money. On the same topic, if you preload it in the app, like the money, like a Starbucks app, and you buy a drink, it's free. No, 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 no. Because, like, then you actually see the money moving from your bank account. Because, like, you know how the apps, like, they they link your account to your bank account. You're not, you're not watching it. You're watching it from the app. It's there. Yeah, your monthly statement comes in, and then you see $40 worth of Starbucks being taken off. Like, Okay, let's, let's move on to boy math. I feel like y'all should start off because, like, we went with our little girl math, so. And then we'll just attack you at the end. Boy math is being 5'10", but then you're 6'8". <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, if, yeah. You, if you really think about it, like, you're 5'10", you're you can't really leave it on, on an even number. So, at that point, it you're, you're it rounds up. You're 5'11", right? But, like, when, if you're 5'11", like, and you are asked, how tall are you? Who's going to say, oh, I'm 5'11"? They're going to round it up to 6 feet. Not lying because you know nobody that says they're six feet are actually six feet, so you have to round it up to. Yeah, because y'all all lie. <laughs> no, it's but it's not lying. We're just okay. stretching the truth. the truth. Yeah, because y'all all decide to round up. No one who's six foot who says they're six foot is actually six foot. But if y'all just didn't round up, the people who said they're six foot would actually be six, would actually be six foot. Boy math is spending five hundred dollars on Jordans, but claiming sunscreen is too expensive. What? <laughs> Y'all spend a ridiculous amount of money on shoes. It's all for the drip. Exactly. It's just the Except y'all don't actually look dripped half the time. No, whoa, no. Whoa, but like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's outrageous. Okay. not speaking okay. about me. Okay. I'm definitely not talking about Fredo. I'm talking about other guys. Oh, Danny. <laughs> no. Whoa, no, whoa, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm not talking about either of them. But Fredo for sure not talking about him. I'm talking about just like the guys who buy like three hundred dollar Jordans and then wear skinny jeans and a cheap little shirt. I don't know one dude who wears skinny jeans. It's the way that she said a photo of his shirt not funny. Boy math is treating women like shit, but then getting mad when she tells people you treated her like shit. You just can't be exposing us like that. Like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're ruining y'all's chances with someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy math is seeing how many times you can annoy her before she actually gets pissed off. <laughs> That's... Mm-hmm. Boy math is wanting your partner to mother you while, you while you're still wanting to be the man of the house. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Guys are such huge babies. That's... That's a queen. Let's not be talking about yeah. Big babies. That's, no, that's not... It's just, like, sometimes we want to, like, go back in the past and, like, relive that moment. So, it's, like, but we're not babies. Boy math is thinking feminism means you should be able to punch women in the face. Equal rights, equal fights. (laughs) (laughs) Equal rights, equal left. Boy math is being scared that women are going to use you for money that you don't have. Gold diggers is a real problem in this world. Okay, okay, hold on. Not when you have 10 cents to your name. 10 cents is 10 cents. Boy math is being afraid of gold diggers when you only have three socks to your name. (laughs) Those three socks could be valuables, guys. (laughs) The socks are holes. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to make a disclaimer real quick. This is all joking answers on our part. Free Danny, he's innocent. He didn't. Mean, that's all <laughs> I did not mean any of the answers. I'm just trying to have fun and make a laugh. Okay, that's crazy. I'm that's joking. Crazy. I'm joking. Okay, guys. So that pretty much concludes our little battle of the sexes and just differences in girls between boys. Thank you, guys, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you guys for inviting us. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting us. It was pretty cool. There will definitely be more episodes 
with them and more in the future. So just stay tuned and remember I will not be posting next Tuesday, but the one after that. Trust will be back clearly in January. But thank you for listening to the goofy truth. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and repost. Just, Just kidding, kidding, but not really. really.